Yes, the lunch today is free. And what we're going to do at the end of the sermon, if you're able to help us, great. If you can't, stay and eat anyway. We're going to stack the chairs in these three sections. These four sections. One, two, three, four. Not the ends. There's no need for that. Stack them in stacks no higher than five. And then we'll bring table carts in. There are, they're in carts on wheels. Bring them in here and set up tables. This thing will be transformed in enough people help in less than 10 minutes. So it's going to be good. Turn to your Bibles to Matthew chapter 10. September 6th is a very crucial day around here. It's a day of um, change, a day of new beginnings. Um, when you come to church, our children will be invited to go directly to their own worship service upstairs. Isn't that awesome? Josh has been having a school of worship with them uh, for uh, several weeks during the summer, and uh, they're going to go for it. And so if you get here before service, they'll go to the play zone, and it's going to be great. And also, September 6th, we're going to transition from passing the plate or the basket to offering boxes. Look back there on that wall. If you're a disciple of Jesus, you're going to give whether a plate is passed or not, right? Amen. Amen. So uh, transition to that, and so we'll just flow right from worship right into the preaching. Oh, but what about announcements? Here's the plan for announcements. You know, after the opening song, we have the greeting time. Do you see how many people are coming at 10 o'clock? People are taking our starting time seriously now. <laughs> After our opening song, we're going to have a greeting time and announcements. And then we're going to go for it and have church. Amen? It's going to be good. So, hallelujah. It's going to be good. You found Matthew 10. Jesus is telling his 12 apostles to go out and minister. He's been equipping them. Verse 7, he says, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. This is the same calling that we have to go out and proclaim the reality of Jesus Christ and His kingdom to humanity. It's about more than going to heaven when you die. It's about having a king in your life that brings order and blessing and the government of God in your life. Christ gave about 70 commands. He basically took the Ten Commandments and made them all issues of the heart. And uh, like thou shalt not steal, that became an issue of the heart by being generous with those that would try to steal from you. Uh, thou shalt not murder. He made that a matter of the heart. Don't hate. And anyway... He taught us how to live. And so through him, we receive the forgiveness of our sins because he died for our sins upon the cross. And that sin, that rebellion that we've had towards God is forgiven. And so then there is no longer a separation between us and God. Our prayers begin to be answered. We begin to learn from his word and we receive his spirit and our lives are transformed and the kingdom is grown. That's what it's all about. And along the way, there's healing, and there's cleansing, and there's deliverance, and there's freedom. Freely you have received, freely give. Don't let anybody charge you a dime for the blessings of God. Amen? Amen. Verse 16, 
tells him a lot of other things, but verse 16 is our text today. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Watch this. That's a chopper. That's going to be my way out of here. And then the rest of it, just about keeping your faith and your hope alive. Faith, like fire, isn't always easy. Come on, come on, see it, see it! Bear Grylls did the Alpha Course. You may recognize him from the Discovery Channel. The Alpha Course was born in, 19, in the 1970s in England and is now being uh, used as part of the ministry of over 6,000 churches in the United Kingdom. I'll tell you what, England's going to England's gonna come back, amen? And hundreds of churches in the United States, I think around 700 are participating in it. It's an awesome opportunity to bring discipleship back to the ministry of the church. Amen. We've been uh, transitioning things here to make ourselves a more evangelistic church. But if we stop there, we become shallow. It's about making disciples. Amen. So I want to invite everyone to come to an introductory light supper free in this very room on Wednesday, September 2nd. And uh, you'll find out more about Alpha then, and if you participate in it, it will continue from that night on every Wednesday night until December 16th, the Lord willing, with the exception of the night before Thanksgiving. Also, I need a small army of people to help me pull this off. And if you're interested in helping, because what happens is you meet for supper for 30 minutes every Wednesday, and then we listen to the phenomenal teaching, the Alpha Course. It equips the saints for ministry, it disciples new believers, and it evangelizes unbelievers and even befriends atheists. And so this teaching is phenomenal. And then we have breakout sessions at tables led by table leaders who've been taught and equipped on how, on, on how not to argue. You know, if you argue with a person, especially men, in front of people, you're never going to win. Never. Maybe one-on-one you'll get them to start to see some things. So it's all about being equipped to allow the Holy Spirit to work. So if you'd be interested in participating in that at whatever level, even including being a table host, come here this Wednesday evening at 7. All right. Enough announcements already. Words of wisdom. Our text today, Matthew ten sixteen. Behold, I send you out as sheep... In the midst of wolves. Who would agree? It is a hostile world out there. Hostile. So when we are sent out to minister the love of God, we don't go out as wolves. 
I think one contemporary Christian band did an album called Sheep in Wolf's Clothing. <laughs> but we are not to be stupid either, not to be gullible. Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Snakes know how to survive. They're the most hated creature in all the earth, and yet they're here to stay. Maybe you've got a pet snake and you love it, but trust me, you're not in the majority. <laughs> but snakes are not harmless. So we're to be wise as snakes and harmless as doves. Doesn't take much to make a dove fly. They are harmless creatures. Never heard of a dove attack. If you have, please let me know. And I'll take that out of my future sermons. Paul wrote to the church in Colossae, chapter 4, verse 5, in his letter. He said, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Educate yourselves. Learn, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, redeeming the time. You know, the days are short, our time is valuable, be wise. When you witness, don't give sales pitches. Give the love and life and principles of Jesus. Peter wrote to us to always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. Our hope and our faith is not blind. It is supernatural. It is impossible to believe some of the things we believe, but it's not without historical, scientific, and reasonable significance. It's one thing the Alpha Course is about is being equipped in that area. So we are to always, let's say always, be ready to give a defense to everyone. So someone asks us hard questions, don't get all defensive and upset. If you don't know, don't fake it. Say, you know, I don't know, but can I get back with you? And then pray up a storm and get with some wiser people and stay teachable, and we're all going to learn to be effective in this day and this age. Amen? And by all means, stay focused on Jesus and don't get drawn into the cultural war to the extent that... All you are is a pawn for the Republican Party. Amen? If God leads you to run for office, by all means do it. But don't mix Jesus in with that stuff. Amen? Keep it clear. The gospel is for everyone. Everyone. Whether you're a socialist, a communist, or an Islam. Amen? For everyone. And it's free. Jesus paid it all. Amen? So those are words of wisdom for today. Our sermon today is evangelistic wisdom, number two. Solomon said, he who wins souls is wise. The word soul has been said by Watchman Nee nee to be uh, the seed of our emotions, our will, and our intellect. Others have said it speaks of our heart. Others have said it speaks of our mind. The bottom line, it speaks of our lives. If a plane crashes today, people will ask how many souls survived. You'll even see it in the paper and hear it on the news. A hundred souls were saved off the sinking carnival ship. Speaks of lives. And when we win souls, we're winning lives. He who wins souls is wise. It takes wisdom to save lives. And, of course, Christ is the ultimate wisdom. He's, he's the wiser one than Solomon, and he saves all of our souls. Amen. So it's all about Jesus.
Hallelujah. So evangelistic wisdom is three things, four things today. We're going to look at four things that it is. It is focusing on making disciples and not just new converts. It's focusing on making disciples for Jesus and not just new converts for ourselves. Well, how many did you get to pray the prayer and repeat after you this morning, brother? Well, I got 16. Well, I got 17 if you fudge in that extra person that was listening in the side room. It's not a competition thing. It's a process. And by all means, conversion is very important. But we want it to be real. You don't want to pick fruit that's green. Amen? Sow seed, water seed. When it's ready, God gives the increase. Bring in the harvest and pray with them. So I'm not throwing stones at conversion. But understand, we're not to just drop them. Well, I got him converted. Hallelujah. Going to heaven. We'll see you later. And the guy is still sipping suds for the rest of his life. It's about making disciples. Evangelistic wisdom is reaching for life transformation on earth, not just life extension in heaven. Not throwing stones at the free gift of eternal life. Without it, what's all this about anyway? Amen? But there's a life to be lived on this earth. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He said, he who has... um, given up houses and lands for my sake and for the kingdom will receive a hundredfold in this life and the life which is to come. So this is about eternal life in heaven and life on earth. Amen? Jesus told his disciples that he had been given all authority in heaven and earth. He had he has been given it all. And because of that, he said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Make disciples of all nations. All about making disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. That's what a disciple does. We observe the commands of Christ. Not the commands of Moses. The commands of Jesus. He came and showed us how to live. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So this age in which we're living has this commission. And Christ is with us to fulfill it. I don't care how dark the world gets. I don't care how difficult the economy is. We're never going to suspend the Great Commission and go into some kind of spiritual martial law where we're supposed to live in caves and stop being an influence in the world. It's never going to happen. This is our calling. This is our purpose. This is our function. If we don't do this, we're not walking in obedience to the Lord Jesus. Amen. So this is our purpose, to make disciples. And a disciple is someone who is disciplined by a teacher. A disciple is someone whose life is influenced, changed, transformed, as it were, by the person leading them on earth. Amen. Um, you're about to see a video. It's another alpha thing, but it's not an alpha commercial, but it's a guy who through alpha became a disciple and he shares how he, he had become converted to Christ, but his life was lacking. It needed changing. The fruit he was experiencing in his life was undesirable. And through becoming a disciple, his life was transformed. Watch this.
I was deep in, the, in, in a stronghold of addiction of uh, cocaine and alcohol. Um, and it just didn't happen overnight. I started at a young age, about 13, experimenting with drugs. I was uh, marijuana and, and mostly beer. Um, and as I got older through high school and stuff, um, the drugs started increasing and getting harder. Uh, I was functional for quite a number of years. I uh, got married, had a family. At some point in my life, um, I became married to the drugs and alcohol. Uh, abandoned my children and my wife at the time. I was slowly trying to kill myself with drugs and alcohol. I just could not fill the void I had in my life. And I was trying everything I could. I had gone down to Florida to a rehab, and they had a Christian track there. And uh, I heard the gospel, and I accepted Christ, and it transformed my life. Uh, it delivered me from my addictions uh, immediately. Um, you know, uh, and it was just incredible, the, the burden that was lifted off of me. Um, and just the peace that came about me from that, and then I had a void still. Though all this stuff was removed from me, I had a void. And um, coming back home, they recommended that I attend Alpha with my then-girlfriend, um, who's now my wife. Uh, we're both recovering. Uh, and um, that's how I got connected to Alpha. The first group that we did, I mean, we had a lot of questions you know, a lot of uncertainties and things like that, and wanted to understand, you know, um, about this newfound faith we had. And there was, you know, just a, a very diverse group, people from all different backgrounds and whatnot. Um, you know, we all had similar questions. You know, we all came from different paths but ended up in the same place. And it was just what I needed, and it just I had this hunger to come back for more, and I couldn't wait for the next week. It, it gave me a good biblical, solid foundation um, to help me with, build my faith and to grow in Christ. And I think that was the most important thing, and I needed that so bad at that time. Um, I don't think I would be here if I didn't have that foundation through Alpha. I would say that this course is for anybody, no matter how old or how young you are um, or where you come from. I, I say this, this course is for anybody. Um, and to see people's lives transformed um, through this ministry has been been awesome. I mean, myself included. Um, you know, I, throughout the, the courses we've done, I've seen so many different people's lives transformed. You know, coming in all rigid and tight, and to open and sharing, and then pouring out their hearts. Um, you know, to uh, what would be a group of strangers that you just developed this incredible bond with. If you're here today and you're a believer and your walking with Jesus has been faltering, I want to challenge you to take the next step and become a disciple. Begin to pursue Jesus every day to follow him and his will for your life. We're starting the Alpha Course here on September 2nd, so come check it out at the introductory dinner that night. Todd Hunter said, Evangelism should never give unbelievers and new believers the idea that being a Christian is merely about going to heaven when they die. Believers and unbelievers should not be given the idea that being a Christian is merely about going to heaven when they die. 
That kind of thinking has made modern-day discipleship almost impossible. Give them a vision for life in the Spirit and not just life after death. Amen. Evangelistic wisdom is taking time to commune with God's Holy Spirit who gives us wisdom and power to be witnesses, which is one of his primary purposes. Jesus said, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The Holy Spirit was promised to all believers. Acts 2.39 says, The promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off as a many as the Lord our God shall call. God is still calling. We're a long ways away. The promise is still for us today. Amen. But it takes time to spend with the Holy Spirit. Time in worship. Not just to feel better about your problems, but to be empowered to do the impossible will of God. To gain the wisdom that we need. So, you're facing a challenge You pray for power to face that challenge, but also wisdom to know what to do. And the Holy Spirit helps. We're in such a busy era, are we not? And we have all these forms of communication from telephones to cell phones to text messaging to emails to Facebook to MySpace to uh, uh, Twitter to lots of Twittering away of our time comes through all these. I uh, did not see this movie, but a line in the trailer, a girl who's feeling rejected says, he has rejected me through five forms of communication. Here's a Christian who's really too busy to spend time with the Holy Spirit. I've got everything I need right here at my fingertips. My Pentium 2000 is ready to go. I've got 640 meg of RAM and a 40 gig hard drive. I've got my online small group with Jackie, Cindy, Mickey, Bobby, and Rosie. I've got Bible software at NAS, NIV, RSV, KJV, and LIVING with the original text in Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic with commentaries by Stott, Packer, Bruce, and a bunch of other smart guys. I've got my Christian Daily Planner and CD-ROM with spiritual reflections from Loser, Augustine, and Calvin. The pair of columns are just the right size for me to jot down all the stuff I learned from my online Christian singles cat room. Of course, I never have time to pray, but I can always check out the C.S. Lewis webpage. The CD change is ready to go with the best of Amy, Michael, Keith, and Twyla. I can surf the net and talk to millions of Christians around the world. And I've got a cool Christian screensaver. I've got everything I need, and I'm ready for takeoff. Um, now what? Just pause for a moment and pray. Lord, that was a cute video, but Lord, what the message it had for us all. May we not forget its implications and apply it to our hearts and spend more time with you. And if we are spending time with you, Lord, may we be receiving more than just encouragement, but may we be receiving boldness and wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Evangelistic wisdom is taking time to spend with the Holy Spirit. My final point today is evangelistic wisdom is taking time to know people on their level. 
the life you save may be your own. Paul said, for though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. To the Jews, I became as a Jew that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law as under the law that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law as without law, not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became as weak that I might win the weak. I become all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Um, Does that mean I have to get a tattoo to witness to someone who has a tattoo? No, it means to be genuine with who you are, but understand where people are coming from. Understand what they value and don't mock them. Don't mock them. Somebody messaged me the other day through a, one of these modern forms of communication, why you no get tattoo? So I responded, tattoo artist no can spell. <laughs> can you imagine having a misspelled word on your arm for the rest of your life? To the bikers, I become as a biker. Obviously, I, I can't really be a gangster. <laughs> but I can, I can understand where they're coming from. Give them respect. Take time to know people on their level. Otherwise, we are confined to our Christian ghetto. I'm not going to put you through seeing that other video for the third time. Bubble Creek, USA. Remember that? <laughs> But here's another one that has a similar message. That's the last video. Now let's close with a round of Kumbaya to end the evening. What was that? What? I think we just got locked in. Don't worry, everybody. I've got my keys. Oh. Uh. Oh. Well, when I'm in trouble, I can always count on Lindsay. Uh, over here. Hey, we could call Steve. He's handier than anybody I know. I'm, uh, right over here, Ed. Oh. Okay, then. Who else can we call? Uh, how, how about that one neighbor of yours, Jean? Well, yeah, she's right around the corner, but I never really talked to her. Um... Don't you have some downstairs neighbors? Didn't they invite you to a party last weekend? Uh, yeah, but I didn't go. They're kind of wild. Besides, you guys know, Friday night. Princess Bride night. <laughs> so, how are we going to get out of here? Look, this is not a problem. I mean, we've got to know someone outside the group, right? Lord, help us to take time to know people on their level. To be a blessing to them. And who knows, a blessing may come from them. Are you cloistered, drawn away from unbelievers because you were so zealous when you first got saved, they ran from you? It's time to reach out. 
get to know some more. You know, it's time to get to know the real Jesus. The real Jesus. In our quest for moral purity and lives that reflect the priceless righteousness with which we have been imputed, we must not forget the love of Jesus for rebellious, dirty, rotten sinners. Do we really know and connect with the real Jesus? I'm talking about the Jesus, the one and only, who ate with fishermen who had not washed their hands, who spent time with crooked lawyers and suspect tax agents, who was labeled a friend of sinners. Yeah, may somebody indict us with that. Who befriended impetuous Peter, and the mama's boys, James and John, and the man known as Judas Iscariot, who went to a hated white-collar criminal's house for a visit. You ever heard of Zacchaeus? Who helped a chained man living in a graveyard near a pig farm, who was seen touching an unclean leopard, leper, There is a difference. Are you all really listening? Nobody caught that one anyway. (laughs) Talking about the real Jesus who provided a miracle of water being turned into over, listen to this, over 120 gallons of excellent wine for a small wedding reception. I assume it was small because Cana was pretty small. Talking about Jesus who forgave an immoral woman and let her go unpunished. Who allowed a woman with a tarnished reputation to show him great affection. Who learned to live with rumors and being called a bastard. Yes, we're talking about Jesus who had to move beyond the small thinking and rejection of his hometown. Yes, Jesus who loved and helped people in spite of their betraying flaws. I have a sense that list isn't finished, so if you get some more, by all means, send them to me. The real Jesus. Evangelistic wisdom is taking time to know people on their level. It's taking time with the Holy Spirit to be empowered, to be wise witnesses. Evangelistic wisdom is focusing on making disciples and not just converts. And it's reaching for life transformation and not just life extension. I'd like to end with three questions. Are you open to some more evangelistic wisdom? Use it or lose it. May this be more than just another Sunday sermon, but may it be Principles that we really apply to our lives. Amen? Are you open to more new connections? Today is an opportunity to make some new friends. Some of us are faithful churchgoers. Some of us are kind of new at this church-going thing. And we need some new friends. So reach outside your ghetto and get into the get-mo. And let this church grow. Amen. How about some barbecue? Amen. Anybody hungry?
Let's stand. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. May He give you new connections with Himself, with your wayward family members and the backsliders you know, and new connections with the heathens you know and those you don't know, and even new connections in this place today. In Jesus' name, may the church of the Lord Jesus Christ